0: Hello, welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. And welcome to episode 62. 62. How are you, Dad?
1: I'm well, Steve. I'm feeling good. Sun's shining. I'm going to pop out today and get a bit of vitamin D. Something I haven't had a lot recently.
0: You've been a bit of a recluse, haven't <laughs> yeah. <you? laughs>
1: yes, yeah, so we've got a bit rusty, literally rusty. With all this rain, <laughs> but now I'm going to get a bit of vitamin D because it's beautiful out there today. So
0: you're going to venture Irene outside? I'm going to
1: pop out, yes, and enjoy ourselves. Good. Have a, have a spot
0: of lunch. Oh, lovely! Oh, that sounds Walk by nice. the sea. Yes. Oh, <laughs> rub it in, I
1: should think. <laughs> Um yes it's a uh, beautiful broadstairs and it's uh, lovely to pop out and have a have a coffee by the sea.
0: All right, okay. I <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I'm going back to London. You're going back to the smoke. <laughs> back, back up the smoke. <laughs> back up town. Never mind. Yes, it's the last day that I'm here in Broadstairs today, as uh, everything's been accomplished.
1: Yes, good show. I enjoyed it. Thank you, that's and good. And I just went along yesterday and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: Yes, so that was, uh, that was good fun. And uh, yeah, so another, got a little bit of break now and then we're going to Guildford. Mm. So I uh, have to refresh my mind on those lines, otherwise I'll forget and then, <laughs> then I'm in a right mess on stage. So uh, great. Okay, well, we've got some really good stuff to go through today. So let's crack on with the first one. The first is a quick one from Ray. And he says, I have a question I would like to put to you. Is pastel pencils a drawing or a painting? Yes, this is a, this is
1: a good question, in fact. <clears throat> because you, you, if you've got a pencil in your hand, you kind of imagine your drawing, don't you? Mm. But when you look at the finished picture, one of my pictures, I don't think anybody would say that that was a drawing. It's a painting. It's got to be a painting. After all, pastel, that soft pastel... Dagar's work—you wouldn't call him a, uh, a drawing no. It's painting, and as our material is similar to that, even though it's in, in pencil, pencil form, form yeah. I still consider it a painting. I've always termed it as paintings, and even though when you're you're using the pencils, you could almost say that you are drawing because you
0: are you're drawing to create a painting.
1: Mm. I think what what where the uh, the crossover point is. If you were just using the pencil to draw like a colouring pencil, like a kid's colouring pencil, mm. then I think you would probably say that it's a drawing. The fact that you're using your finger, you're using the pencil to blend with, you're using the colour shaper to blend with, almost creates then a painting effect. So I think, Ray, if I were you, I would call it a painting. A painting.
0: Good. I'm glad we clear. Because sometimes we refer to. Them as paintings or drawings. It is. Sometimes it is. It's a difficult. It's, it's a, a difficult, difficult one.
1: Uh, it's a, a difficult one to get your head round. But once you get round, head round, like I've got my head round, then I call it painting. <laughs>
0: okay. Cool. Excellent. Well, thanks for that, Ray. It's a really good question. Uh, the next one is from Lisa. Now, Lisa uh, sent a couple of comments in. First one. I've been inspired by your website to use pasta pencils to create animal portraits. Only one month ago, I'd never done any colour drawings, just graphite. I started doing a couple of the beginner's packs and took it from there. Now, Lisa's posted a picture on a Facebook page of a horse. Mm. That's right, isn't it? The horse. Absolutely. And uh, it's brilliant. Really, really good, isn't it? It is.
1: It, 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 it's, it doesn't surprise me because it's happened so many times over the years. But what uh, Lisa's done is remarkable, and to everybody looking in on that, then they would only be inspired by Mm -hmm. it. It's wonderful
0: work. It's also coming from graphite as well, isn't it?
1: It's coming from graphite. Well, I've said this before. People coming from graphite do have a better chance, I think, because they're already familiar with the shading and the tonal values. They've got that in their head already. Mm. So... All they have to do is switch to color. I know we say all I have to do it 's not as simple as that because there 's a whole set of rules that you 've got to learn, but you have a better chance of uh, mastering the pastel pencil if you do come from that as, as indeed if you if you were a watercolor artist and a graphite artist you 've got a very, very good chance because very similar um, techniques are involved mm. in watercolor you 're working from light to dark and so on. But Good. there it does end, and Lisa's going to do very well. But she, but uh, go on because it gets better, doesn't it?
0: Well, there's we posted a blog about how much dust uh, pastel pencils produces because it's a, a question we get asked quite a lot, and mm. people say that they they struggle with pastel because of the amount of dust and mess it produces and it plays mm. on people's... If people have got asthma, mm. uh, breathing difficulties, it, you know, it gets into their, their lungs mm. and stuff. So This we, is soft, soft pastel. Soft yeah. pastel. Mm. So mm. they often wonder whether they get the same thing with pastel pencils. Well, Lisa commented on that post and said, I will say, Colin, that as an asthma and bronchitis sufferer, the pencils have not aggravated my condition in any way. I would soon find out if they were very dusty... I have read where people are put off using pastels because of respiratory problems. I was until I saw your website, and as I have experienced no problems at, pro, no problems at all using the pencils, it is something that I had to look into carefully. So, no problems, and
1: that's a really good testament for it the pastel pencils. You can't get anything better than that. And uh, we're going to. I've asked Lisa if I can. We can put that on her website, and we can advertise the fact that she said that because it's so important. People coming in for the first time, if they have got any bronchial and asthma problems, and let's face it, it's rife at the moment in, in the world, mm-hmm. isn't it? If they have got that problem, they would hesitate before taking the pastel pencil on. Well, there, uh, it's, it's okay for me to say it. It's okay for us to say, oh no, you won't get any problems with, with uh, using our pencils, but proof of the pudding. Yeah. And that is proof of the pudding.
0: Someone actually hasn't mm. experienced any of those problems. And I've had
1: so many people in the past in the same way. Never, ever, ever have I had in the thirty years I've been doing—nearly thirty years—I've been doing this. As somebody said to me, "You know, I've got a problem with this."
0: Mm. It's good. It's good to get that mm. that feedback as well from someone that's is. got those problems. So great, excellent. Well, thanks for that, Lisa. Moving on, we have another one here from Martha. This was on YouTube. I'm trying to decide whether to buy Swan Stabilo, Carbothello 72 set of pastel pencils or the Faber Castell 60 set. Faber Castell doesn't sell the 120 set in the USA anymore. Which would you purchase? Mm. So let's answer that first. Well, I I I know the answer. (laughs) Yes, I know.
1: Let me answer the first one. Uh, First of all, the difference between Swan Stabilo and Carbothello, no, sorry, Swan Stabilo, Carbothello pencils and Pit pastel pencils by Faber Castell is that the Faber Castell are stronger, considerably so. Yeah. When I and the, one of the reasons why I switched from Carbatello to Pit pastel was because of the breakages. I used to break, and it, whilst they're a good pencil, I'm not knocking Carbatello from the actual pastel point of view. They, yeah. That can be very annoying, and you can't get um, the detail in if it keeps breaking. So that's I wouldn't. There's no contest, really. If if I were her, I would go to the the, the, um, uh, the past the Pitt pastel pencils. But she mentions 120. Now Faber Castell have never done 120 pastel pencils ever. So what she's looking at is the full range of pa- of um, Faber Castell's products. Uh, I believe Polychromos has 120, uh, and I. Th- not sure about the watercolor soluble pencils but right. they do have 120 colors but they only ever have done the 60 box. a 60 a 60 a 60 range yeah. of pastel pencils so buy the 60
0: that's okay. the easiest way to get out of that one and she goes on to say have you tried the creta pastel set
1: yes i have and creta color again they are a good pencil i would say that they are certainly as good as Carbothello pencils are and I still would prefer the pit pastels. Mm. But, yes, critical are a good pencil, and anybody who's got that would would know that. Uh, As you know, uh, although I do love the pit pastel pencils, I do encourage people to try different
0: Yeah, Yeah, you said last week I think Mm. that you'd have a whole range if it was up to you.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a good idea.
0: She says, I'm also considering investing in a large set of Unison soft pastels. Right. Any experience with those? I haven't
1: had any experience with Unison, No. Uh, The reason I haven't is because I use a pastel pencil Mm -hmm. and that's all I use. The only time I ever move into soft pastel uh, is when I'm doing backgrounds or, you know, in cases where I just want to enhance some of the uh, pastel pencil work. And really, I use all sorts of pastels. If I was going to use anything at all, if I was... uh, Years and years ago, I had a Rembrandt Rembrandt pastel pencils. uh, Not pastel pencil. Rembrandt pastel sticks and they are they were extremely good very soft But there yeah. again, you're going into soft pastel again, and I, I tend to think the pastel pencil prefers the slightly harder pastels and The slightly harder pastels, you know the ones you get little you can get little sticks. Yeah um, What was that neighbor that inscribe? Yes used to do uh, a little pastel stick very cheap but they worked with the pastel pencil. Polychromos works with the pastel pencil. It's kind of better than, than having too soft a colour. Okay. But I do use soft colours and uh, soft pastels, and people know that when they see my background.
0: Mm. So, lastly, I'm also looking to buy an easel. Any suggestions? Mm.
1: Yes, I have got uh, plenty of suggestions on an easel. I used to use a Phantasm easel and, and would still do so. But they, I kind of used it like a drawing board, Steve. When you think of an easel, an art- artist painting, it, it's almost vertical and yeah. you've seen them painting on an easel, which is exactly the right thing to do if you're an oil artist or acrylic artist yeah. or even a watercolour artist like that. But if you're a pastel pencil artist, it's more coming back to drawing board style. Yeah. So you're, you're flatter. It's better to do it that way because pencils will roll off your canvas if you had them vertical. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you'd have to keep them all in there. That would be that would be a bit tricky, <laughs> wouldn't it?
1: But when you've got a drawing board alongside you, you can put the pencils in a tray or or in my case it's on the cloth as people know.
0: And you would work at a kind that. of a forty five oh. degree angle. But no,
1: not forty five I would fifteen degrees is a good Fifteen table degrees. It's not it's not so you can high slightly raised. Just raise slightly off,
0: off slightly the table. As angle. in a
1: drawing board. So Forget easels, go down the drawing
0: board route. Oh, very good, very good. Okay, there you go. That's, uh, that's quite a lot of information there, so thanks for that. The last one we've got here, which is consisting of many questions, is from Hannah. Now, Hannah has written to you, Dad, saying that she is currently midway through her Art GCSE, and she's studying animals and habitats for her A2 module, and they, ha- uh, they had to select an artist to represent and stylize for an artist board and then a final piece. Hannah has come across your work and your site and thought it would be perfect. So isn't that a compliment? Isn't it nice? So yes. she's asked you in this email a few questions if you can get back to her. So we're going to go through these questions and there's some really good questions in here, Hannah. So uh, let's, let's crack on. Firstly, Dad, what influenced you to begin your career in art?
1: Ah, right. Well, I've always drawn from, a, from an early stage. You know, from the, from the age of, from ever since, I, ever since I can remember, I was drawing. But not very well, to be honest. But one, I remember one instance when I was looking at a picture by John Constable. I can't remember where the picture was, but it was a lovely picture. It might have been the Haywain, okay. when I think back. And I looked at this picture, and in, it captivated me. I thought, how wonderful to be able to paint like that. And suddenly... Don't know where it came from. In my head popped, you could do this. Now, I was young-ish at the time, and I thought, do you know what? Maybe I could. So I went up to the National Gallery just off Trafalgar Square there. In London? In London. And I went along to study Constable's work. I went up specifically to do that. That's the reason I went to London. And... I looked at his work and was enthralled by it. I had my nose as close as they would allow me to, yeah, uh, to the um, the oil, uh, trying to find how he did it. Now that was a bit arrogant of me, I think. And uh, how to, can you tell? To think that I could do, I could sort of find out how he did it. Um, but uh, it inspired me, and I think from that point on, I was thinking, do you know what? I really would like to take this up. Now, the rest of the my art story is in the on the website, and
0: so on this people podcast. can take it from that. Hmm? And on this podcast, back, and it's on the podcast back in the early episodes. Oh, it
1: is. Yes, absolutely. But the the full version is on the website, so you can you pick it up from there. But that's really where my inspiration came from. It was Constable's got uh, a lot to do with this in the early days.
0: John Constable is who inspired you.
1: He he gave me the the the, the first. Inspiration, yes.
0: So, next question: When and why did you realise pastel pencils are your forte?
1: Ah, well, this this goes back to a a situation, and I'm sure people have listened to it and read the art story would know that it was just when I was painting in watercolour, and someone asked me to do a portrait in watercolour of their and a dog, and I couldn't. I tried, and I couldn't. And I was just in an art local art shop, and I saw. Box of pastel pencils. For some reason, I picked them up, and I had a go at them. And I found I enjoyed doing them. What I did, though, Hannah, is I applied the principles of watercolor to the pastel pencil, because that's that's what I was using. That's mm. what I was new. And for some reason, they responded. And therefore, pastel pencil techniques were born.
0: So that's when you realised that this is. This was for me. This was for you, yeah.
1: And I started selling them. People were buying them. And I thought, hello.
0: Then you know that you're onto something, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what style would you say you follow? And did anyone ever influence this well?
1: Uh, Well, you would think Constable, wouldn't you? You would think it would be Constable. But actually, it isn't, Funny enough. When I first started off, uh, although I had Constable in my mind, I was your watercolour artist. Now, when you're doing watercolour, you can't really do John Constable comes was an oil artist although he, he did actually do watercolor he's no, known for oil and you can't do oil the same as you can um watercolor so kind of like developed my own style don't really know where it came from and if you're asking me where the pastel pencil style came from that developed from the watercolor really um it, it was just
0: trial and error it's also you. You probably take bits from other mm. things that you see mm. and other people and other pictures, and you kind of just mm. you you make up your own.
1: Mm. I think I think it, it's a question of making up as you go along, Steve. Mm. Learning little tricks and so on. No one taught me how to do the pastel pencil because there was no one around at the time doing pastel pencils.
0: Mm. So the next question, do you draw from imagination or follow images? Wow. I do
1: both. Mostly I follow images. Most, mostly if you've got a, an animal, a lot of my work is animal work, and this is the thing that Anna's interested in. You've got to have a photograph. You can't work from life. Much as I'd love to work from life, animals don't stay still very long unless you're doing them asleep and you work quickly. But they, they move around, so you've really got to take photographs. Of animals, just to give you an idea. Just, I'm breaking off for a minute. But years ago, in the uh, 1800s, they you're not that old. eh? No, (laughs) I'm not that old. No, no, it wasn't me that I'm talking about now, folks. (laughs) It was um, the Victorian artists used to draw horses, lots and lots and lots of horses. That, but if you ever see a horse that a Victorian artist has drawn, the feet and galloping. All the feet are off the ground. Now, that's not possible. A horse always has one foot on the ground, always. Even when he's galloping at full stretch, he still has one foot on the ground. Really? Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't know that. Now, the Victorian artists used to have all four feet in the air. Right. Because that's what they looked like when they were going along. And what they didn't have is what we've got photographs. So, we have a photograph of somebody, of a horse galloping along. And one foot in the air. When I say that, obviously, when they're ju- jumping over, I was going to say what about when <laughs> in the Horse of the Year show, they do have both uh, all feet off the ground, but not when they're galloping along. Right. Now, what I, the reason I mention that is this is where the benefit of photographs come in. The photographic references we have now are phenomenal, and I follow that. However, I've got to tell you that even you do when you do that, you can still use your own imagination, your own interpretation. You know the. And th- I did a rhino, didn't I, recently? Well, last year, yeah. I did a rhino. Now, the rhino was copied from a, f- a picture your friend gave me mm-hmm. of a rhino. in, uh, I think it was in a zoo. And it was just on some grass. All that background was totally contrived. So if you want to have a look at what Colin's imagination can do, have a look at that. The
0: rhino look- was was copied, but the background was made up. Yes, that's
1: right. Absolutely. Every, every little brushstroke or... Pencil stroke of that background was made up. So I do use my imagination a lot, a great deal, in in the work. Put the two together, really, and you've got mm.
0: perfection. Excellent. Also, this is a great question. How has your style evolved?
1: My style evolved? Uh, well, from, from the animal, which we'll stick to for the moment, the animal work. When I started the animal, I... I just used a very simplistic, even though the basis of what I do today is still was there in that original picture the The style evolved to the point where i wanted i wanted to create in a picture a feeling more than I did accuracy and the pastel pencil allowed you to do that, and this is what I found out over the years that the pastel pencil you couldn't although you try to put every hair, every tiny nuance of, a, of, a, of a, an eye and a picture in place, it doesn't work that way. So you have to look at it slightly impressionistically. So although my pictures tend to look when you first look at them, gosh, look at that detail. Actually, it's, it's more an impression of what I see. And by doing that, you get the feeling and the feeling comes from it. So I would say that my pictures have evolved from that point of view really from creating a feeling and this is what i do try to do every time i don't worry quite so much about detail as opposed to feeling i try to get the feel i try to create the feel of uh, Well, how
0: how many times have people looked at your animal and go it looks so soft or i right. can almost touch it right or you you know you can feel that mm-hmm. i can almost feel the do you know what I mean? It creates the yeah. feeling of um, people associate mm. looking at your picture and associate mm. a feeling that they'll, they'll recognize and relate to, like soft fur. Absolutely. Or scraggly fur, or, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm. <laughs>
1: you're, you're absolutely right. And uh, this is my biggest accolade. The new cat picture that is coming up very soon, the, free, the freebie, Hannah, you can do this for free. Or yeah. You'll be able to go on our website. Um, That was done with only nine pastel pencils. Now, to create an imagery like that with just nine pencils took some doing. But I did it deliberately. The main reason was that I didn't want to use too many pencils, so I wanted to make it easy for people. But look at the effects that can be created by those nine pencils. When you see the catch, you just won't believe it. You'll think that there was probably about 30 pencils being used. Wow. But there wasn't. Because what, what I did, I created the feeling and that cat is very very lifelike
0: very adorable it is adorable (laughs) (laughs) okay so do you have any tips for aspiring artists
1: yes i would say that uh stick with it because one of the things you have when you start off is you have uh you can be disillusioned very quickly so i would think the best thing to do is to copy people i did i copied you know i i went down the constable route I copied other people's ideas this is right from the very beginning mm. uh, I even really started off with painted by numbers somebody gave me a painted by numbers set when I was very young and I enjoyed that and I went on from there and I wasn't frightened because the more you do the more you learn and the more you learn the more you do and so it goes on so never be frightened to have a painted by numbers and listen to what your teachers say and uh, you search the internet nowadays with the internet is have so many artists on it look at them all always when i used to go when people used to come to me at shows and they say you know i love what you do really i don't know what i really want to do i said well you know the best thing to do because these shows had a lot of demonstrators. go around to every demonstrator and pick everybody's brains because then you get an idea and The idea forms in your head. You know, I'd like to try that. Mm. And if that comes, try it. Doesn't matter. It's oil, acrylic, pastel, pastel pencil, watercolor. Try it. In the early days, I know it's expensive, but uh, probably, if certainly if Hannah's still um, at school or college, then she'll be able to do that because in art classes they've got all these mediums. Try them all. Try something until you find something you like. Or look at the finished picture, like I did with Constable. I looked at oil. And although I never ended up an oil artist, that was my inspiration. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do the detail. I wanted to create the little characters he did with a little stroke of a brush, which basically, although he looks as though his work is very, very detailed, it's all impressionistic. Mm. So that's the route I took. That's Fascinating. My, I think it's a, be inspired and have a crack at it.
0: Good. So the last one, is there any thought or preparation you follow before starting a piece?
1: Oh, absolutely. I do, yes. Well, before I start a picture, I thoroughly investigate the, um, the way I want to produce it. For instance, the, you know the, the girls we were talking about yeah. last week on the picture, these two young ladies. I found a picture I liked, and I searched for, must have been an hour? hour and a half on the internet. I just kept going until I found, I looked at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pictures. Because I couldn't copy a picture, or a, a, one of my own photographs, I couldn't do it. So I had to find something that I thought would appeal to everybody out there, to these two young, young uh, children. And I found the picture and I thought, yes, that's nice, but I only wanted a section of it. So I then copied it onto um, my computer and... Cut it down to the point I framed it to exactly where I wanted it. Now the picture that's actually on Facebook is not the finished picture. I only give I deliberately gave you a smaller section of that picture because it's it's much bigger and better than is shown there. But I want to keep something back. So anyway, I got the finished finished picture and I thought well, that is lovely. And then I looked at it and think now how can I change this to work with my style and the style that everybody out there would want to copy. And so it, it, it's a lot of thought goes into that in the preparation of a picture. Now, this is a picture that I've got on the internet. If, if I had taken photographs myself, as I've done many, many times with my own animal portraits, I take dozens and dozens and dozens of snaps and then I do the same thing with that. I cut it down and, and trim it down and I see the picture in my mind I see the finished picture in my mind and once I've got that in fixed in my mind how I want it to look I then start the picture
0: and you, well, you start choosing the colors do you?
1: the colors uh well I, f- I prepare the line drawing first of all that's the first thing I do I make sure I've got the line drawing right I uh, and I redraw that slightly I always redraw slightly to to fit fit everything in, uh, the balance in, and so on. And then I uh, go to colors, and what I do with colors, when I'm doing, say, in this particular instance, I should be doing a a little face, first of all, and I should be looking at the base colors for the face. Then I look at the colors I might be using, but I never, ever fixate on a a band of colors. I can't do that, because you have to develop this as you go along. And as you produce the first two or three tones uh, in maybe your skin, if you're doing a your skin, you have two or three tones in the skin, and you think, no, no, this needs a little ochre, or this needs a little grey, you know what I mean? So you have to be flexible enough to then work your colours out accordingly. Once you've got those colours uh on, on a section of the face, you know that the rest of the p- face is going to follow suit. Mm. The same with the eyes, same with the hair, same with uh, the dresses, same with everything. So every section of that picture would have to be kind of re-evaluated, really, as you go along. You go but on, never, yeah. ever fixate. Never say, I'm definitely going to use that. The only time you can do that is if you're copying one of my pictures, because I've already done it. I already know what colours there are. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. But when you're doing your own work, that's a completely different... So, but I've got to tell you that that is the best thing can happen. It's f- great fun setting up a picture. The investigative side of it all and the uh, preparation, it's the exciting. That's when the adrenaline starts to run. <laughs> Especially in the, in the case like this where I'm, I'm filming at the same time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And explaining what you're doing as that's you right. go along.
1: That's right. Explaining as you go along. So there's a, uh, uh, But it's great fun and very challenging.
0: Good. I hope I've answered all those questions. You have. There, I, I, th- I believe you have. There's well I haven't done. got any listed down here. So that's brilliant. Oh, that's, oh, God, the amount of information has been packed into... there be a few blogs there, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of information to draw up from that. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that, Hannah. I hope that, that answers your questions. And mm. um, let us know keep us up to date with what what happens you know Absolutely. how did you get on and show us your final piece put it on facebook that would be
1: nice what i like about this is is a young person coming into the fold again we've mm. had quite a lot of young people recently and uh, it's not j- just those uh, us old fogies that do this <laughs> everybody does it and i love to see the younger people coming in and saying oh i love this i'd love to try that
0: it's mm. good it's very good. Okay, well, that's all we've got then for this week. If you want to send your questions or messages or feedback to us, you can leave uh, a voice clip on our website using the send voice message button on the right, or you can use the contact page and fill out the form with your information and we'll read it out on the show. Anything else we need to quickly update members on? I Anyone on?
1: don't think there is and the we're free course working hard by the time the free free this
0: course. podcast comes out the free course should be out the kitten should be out for people
1: ah.
0: and uh, a couple really? of other projects that for members be i'm sure <laughs> there'll be there'll be lots more information well, we, we certainly
1: sounds. need that picture of the cat on the on the facebook now don't we because we've talked about it so much that people yes getting so intrigued by it all
0: and it'll be on the show notes as well we'll put it oh. all in the show notes excellent so good, okay, well that's it then for this week I'm Steve Bradley We won't cook it up this week, Steve I was. Um, this is the end of the outro <laughs> You've got it up now
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it last week when we did that That was really good fun <laughs> But um, we can't do it this week We've got to be Well,
0: You've already it. ruined it now
1: No, no, we'll start again, Steve uh- I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. (laughs) Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. (laughs) Well, we got it that time.